This is Gemara and Shabbos that Kufnun Gimel tonight. Cheers be as chus for Hashem v'chaim. Rambam chanida chayav atav asfana chayim ben Sarah. Shlovan series late to Sarah baskinendel ita basion baschayi Sarah. Yisro chayim ben Sarah. Now Yisro be middle is a person who is the shavalei. Hinek ben chayi Sarah Sarah. Shlomit bas Noami bas Shavafiga bas Shirachana. Rafal David ben Ita Riva Emmanuel ben Fega b'sosha chali Yisrael. Baruch Hashem. The final preparations are on the way for the Siyum on Sunday night. Everyone who responded via email shall receive an email. Uh, later tonight, tomorrow morning, and you'll also see the details on Tehir anytime, Mirz Hashem. It should be Sunday evening at 8 p.m. Eretz Yisrael time. The team should begin, which is 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, streaming live via Tehra anytime. And again, anyone who liked to please send me an email, and I can send you the Zoom details, and you're welcome to log in a little bit early or stay on a little bit late, and we could meet each other virtually. Let's pick it up from the bottom of Kofun and Bezim and Bez. We're finishing tonight the second to last parak of Shabbos, and then we move headstrong into the final parak, the last home stretch, last few blocks. Let's pick it up on the bottom of Kof Nun Beis and Beis. Says the Gemara, Amalei Ahutsa Dukidur of Avua. Three lines on the bottom. Amritu Nishmasiyan. Amritu Nishmasi Shal Sadikim Gnuzo Yitachas Kisei Akavah. You just taught me that the souls and the Shama of the Sadikim are buried underneath the Kisei Akavah. So then he said, how are these bone necromancers, these people who used to do witchcraft, they able to bring up the spirits from the, from the graves? How was he able to do that? Meaning because if they're not there, if the Neshama is not there in the grave, rather it's up under the Kisei Akavah, how was he able to bring him back? So he responded, who's within 12 months, the Tanya, this obviously corresponds to the 12 months that we say Kaddish for, but says the Gemara, the Tanya, we learned in Hebrides, for 12 months, the body's alive, and the Neshama goes up and down, I'm sorry, after 12 months, that's when the body is bottled, and and after that time, the guf, his bottle and the neshama does not go up and down anymore, and that is when the neshama stays up by the kisei hakavod, and that's what we referred to before. Amar Rav Yehuda on the top of Kuf and Gimel and Aleph. Amar Rav Yehuda brings up Shmuel Bar Shilus Meshvid the Rav Meisvidushal Adam from the husband of a person naked and benayim l'mabayim laugh. For the husband of a person, we can tell is he a ben alamaba? Is he someone who is going to alamaba from the way that the spadim talk about him? Says Gemara, Eini, is that true? I'm lay Rav Lerav Shmuel Bar Shilas. We know Rav told her Shmuel Bar Shilas, Achim Besmeida, be careful, give a good husband about me. Dalsam Kamina, because I'm going to be there checking on you. So Gemara is bothered. What's going on over here? If we know that a good eulogy sends you straight up to Ganei, then what's Rav is he telling him? I'm going to check up, make sure he's saying good eulogy. Rav obviously was fitting in Raya Lakash, so of course he should be going to Ganei. Says the Gemara Lakasha, Ha Dimechamule Vaachim. One case we're referring to when the eulogizer, the person giving the hesped, he tries to get the, get the people in attendance to listen and to be moved by his words, and he actually gets them to be moved. And the other case is that the eulogizer tries and he tries to give a good speech, but the bottom line is the person wasn't zeicha, wasn't roi, wasn't fitting, and therefore the people are not moved by his words. I'm really a bailer rabbi. 
Abai comes down, about eight lines down, and he says to Rabbi, like you, like Mar, like you, Rabbi, that you're hated by the entire Pompadisa. Rabbi was in charge of Pompadisa, and because he was a bit, uh, because they didn't, they weren't able to handle him, to suck him, the people there weren't necessarily the greatest of people. So they didn't like him, they didn't like him as a Rav, he was, uh, they couldn't handle it. So Abai asked Rabbi, who's going to say husband about you? No one likes you. Amar Leis, Rabbi responded, Mistayeh, Rabbi Ravchana, it would be enough for you and Rabbi Ravchana to say husband. Basically, I have nothing to worry about. We're continuing uh, one's entrance, one's ticket. Ta'ilam Habo says the Gemara, 10 lines down, a wonderful question. Who is one that goes going to the Mahabal Amrlay? And your ears shall hear something from behind you saying This is the way they should walk with it. Whether you turn right or whether you turn left. So anyone who is Rabbeim or happy the way he acts, then we know he's going straight to Elam Haba. If not, then obviously there's much to be desires. Says the Gemara on the last narrow line, we're finishing up the Psukim from Koyhelis that we began in yesterday's Gemara. The Pasuk says the person goes up to Shamayim, while eulogizers just walk about in the streets, Visabhu, Bashuka Saifdin at the Saifdin walking around the streets, Bene Galila Amru, the people of Galila taught, I say the Varnal Nami Tazcha before good do good things in front of your coffin, before your grave, Bene Yehuda Yamri, I say the Varnal Achrimi Tazcha. Two good things after your grave. Interesting, what's before and what's after, says the Gemara. There's really no machlekes over here. Of course, everyone holds that you have to do the good deeds. You have to make sure to do Torah and Mitzvahs before one is nifter, because afterwards it's too late. So what's going on over here, says the Gemara. There's two different places over here. One's Galila, one's Yehuda. And one, the person giving the Hasid used to stand in front of the Arayin. And one, the person giving the Hasid used to stand after the Arayin. And that's where they bring these different proofs in front of or behind the Arayin. They cascade, but of course, all the mitzvahs and good deeds have to be done before one is nifter. Says the Gemara Tanana, awesome, the third wide line. Rabbi Leazar, Aymer, Shuv, Yemechel, Nehmi, Saschah, before, Shuv, do Tshuva. One day before your death, Shalu Tamidish Avalazus and Tamid come along and they ask the obvious question. Do you know what they're gonna die? So what does Avalazar say? Certainly, so do Chuva today. This is obviously diametrically opposed to the famous song, but Chuva Yaim. Shema Yamaslamachar, do tshuva today, don't party today, because you might die tomorrow. And therefore, if every day you make sure you need to do tshuva, therefore you'll be you'll be in good shape just in case perhaps tomorrow you will die. And the Gemara tells us that Shlaima Melch, when he taught us this in his Chachman, that Shlaima Melch says, that always your clothing should be white, referring to obviously tshuva, and your head should never lack oil. And again, another reference to making one's body pure. Amr Rav Yechel ben Zakeh, Marshall Amelech Shazimin, the Gemara now tells us a wonderful story, a wonderful analogy. Amelech Shazimin is Avadu Lesuda, the Melech invited his servants to Amiel. 
But he didn't tell them when the meal is. He didn't tell them when the party is. So the smart ones in the town, what do they do? They meet themselves and beautiful. And they got ready for the party. And they sat at the door of the kingdom. Of the palace, Amru, they said, Is the king's palace lacking anything? Of course not. The party's going to start any minute. He's already. Let's get ready and wait. But Tibshin Shabbat, what do the foolish ones do? They went. First one in line is Holchul, about eight lines to the end of the parak. They went out to do work. Amru, and they said, What? Can you have a party without preparing? The king has to prepare. No, no, we have a lot of time. And therefore, they went. And they went to work. So, of course, we all know what happens. Suddenly, the king says, Now, let's go, party time. So, the smart ones are all waiting there. They entered in, all dressed nicely. What did they do? They came running into the field, all dressed and dirty from work. All Filthy. The king was very happy to greet the wise ones, the smart ones that were beautiful, they were dressed, they were waiting. They cast liquors, tip shade, and the king was quite angry about the other ones. Amar, what did the king say? These who are ready for the party, let them eat, let them drink, let them party with me. Halalu, these other guys, they're all sitting here filthy, they just came from work. They were not ready. You know what they have to? Their punishment is they have to stand, they have to watch us partying. You know, sometimes the worst thing is to be at the party, but not being able to party. And that's what their punishment is going to be. But Chasana Yishalar Ameir, Mishim Ameir, Aymer, and Limar is a different shot. The son-in-law of Ameir is the name of Ameir. Avheinir and Kimishamshin. No, because at least it looks like they're at the party. That's not the right punishment, says Ameir. Obviously, that's the fundamental point over here. Is it a punishment to be there and not participate? Says Ameir, no. They're at least at the party. They look like, you know, there's something to be said, even as a servant of the party. They look like a Mishamshin. So rather, Eilubil Yishvin. Rather, Everyone is sitting around. Halalu Meaning, Vermeer's point is, is that these uh, foolish ones, what are they doing? They're showing up to the party and they're standing around. So they just look like servants. It's not such a degrading thing. It's not a proper punishment. So says the Gemara, what's their punishment going to be? Rather, they're all going to be sitting down at the table. Halalu They're going to come. Ah, you're dressed all nice. Here's your food. Halalu Ra'abim. The other ones are going to go hungry. They're not going to get food. Halalu Shaisim. These are going to drink. Halalu Smeim. These are going to be thirsty. Shinemar, the Bosik says, Kayamar Hashem. This refers to the end of days. Says Hashem. My servant says Hashem. They're going to eat. Va'atem and you, Tara. You're going to be hungry, and Yabdi Yishtu, my servants are going to drink. You're going to be thirsty. My servants are going to sing praises from the goodness of heart. And you're going to cry out from the heartache, and that's the punishment that's going to come to the people who do not prepare properly. And the parak ends that another interpretation of the puzzle we just quoted. That always your clothing should be white. Elu Titis. This refers to the Titis. Elu Tfilin. We end with a wonderful Chizik that one has to always be careful with the Tfilin. One knows to be careful with Titis. The mitzvahs that, that protect the person, the mitzvahs that give a person Kedusha. And that is what the Prophet refers to over here. 
you begedecha levoinim hadron alok shayel. We shall return to this wonderful twenty-third parak, the second to last parak of Masech Shabbos. And now we forge forward into the twenty-fourth and final parak of Masech Shabbos. Avkufnan Gimel Amar Aleph says the Mishnah Mishechshut Baderech. It's getting late. It's almost Shabbos. You're traveling on the road, and uh oh, Shkia comes. Shabbos begins, and you're still traveling, and you have all your items, all your books with you. What do you do? Take your wallet, hand it to a guy, and let him watch it for you. If there's no guy, what's next? Put on your donkey. If you eat your outer courtyard, so you let to leave your stuff. You're not muksa kelim. You let to put down in the courtyard. And items which are yes moksa, they're not mitzvah b'shavis. So those items you can't take off. What do you do with those items? And they fall on their own. So seemingly we have a bunch of stages here in the Mishnah that what are we doing? That if someone gets late, number one, you're taking your wallet, you're giving it to a guy. If you can't do that, you're putting it on the donkey. Once you get to the chutzr, the non-mux items you put down, and the mux items, seemingly you have to just let fall off. So says Gemara, what is the reason to other the base of Why are you let to give your wallet to the guy? I'm sorry, so what's the question? The question is, we've seen this many times, I'm your lakum. Can't have a guy do malacha for you. So why are you allowed to give your money to a guy and let the guy care for you? And Rosh Hashanah says the Gemara, a very important rule, similar to the rules that we found by the fire, by the found by the by the barrel burst. That Kim Lul Rabban and Chazal knew they ain't not the man minatz while the man a person can't stand and let all his money get lost. You lasharis lay. So if we're not making, we don't give you something. Also, let's see that Amos Joseph Rabbim were afraid you're going to come to transgress and carry four Amos Joseph Rabbim, and therefore we give you special dispensation in this case to let the guy carry it for you. Amar Rava comes like Rava, and Rava says, "Dav kikisai, I'm a mitzialai. Only your wallet, but not a mitzia. Not if as you're going, you come shkiyin like, oh wow, diamond ring in the floor that you would be not allowed." To give to guy to take for you. Says Marbshita. Of course. What did the Mishnah say? Kisa itanan. It says your wallet. Answers the Gemara. I would have thought who I would have thought maybe it really means also a finding. Why did the Mishnah say kisa your wallet? Or just like the normal case. Kamash Milan. I know it's specifically only the wallet, but not if it's an item that is found. Says Gemara. But this is only if the item did not come to your hand before Shabbos. But what if before Shabbos you found the Mitziah? Then says this man, Then it's yours. It's like your wallet. And you would, yes, be allowed to give that to your to the guy. That's the first shot. So according to the first shot, it's only allowed to give the guy your wallet when Shabbos begins. In this specific case, because you're afraid you're going to lose the item. But if it's a Mitziah, you would not be allowed to give it to the guy. But if you found an item before Shabbos, then you could, yes, give it to the guy. Because then it has the same relevance as your wallet. So Yigidi Amri now the Gemara is the second shot. But Yirava Mitzia Habali Yadimau. According to this shot, we ask it as a Shiloh. What is the din if a Mitzia actually came to you before Shabbos? Do we say Kim Dasli Yadikiki? Say Damli that it's like your wallet. I Dama Kim Dasli Like you didn't exert anything. You just found it. Lakiki Say Damli. Meaning if the whole dispensation, the whole leniency here was you're afraid you're going to come to carry it. Maybe that leniency only only applies. In a case where you exerted and you worked hard for this money. But if it's just a mitzia that you just found on the floor, maybe not. 
Take you and then according to the second Lashon of the Gemara, we do not answer this question. So let's continue. The Mishnah taught us the number one, you give it to guy. There's no guy, you put on the animal. Says the Gemara, time with anyone nachri. So it sounds like in the Mishnah that the only time you're allowed to put on the animal on the camel is if donkey, is if there is no guy there. Time all day, anyone nachri. How yeshi my nachri? The nachri yavlei. You should give it to the guy. Five lines from the bottom. My time all. What's the reason? Chamor ato mitzavel shvi sasai. An animal. You are mitzavel. Something we've learned already. The irony that some people think is ironic, but it's not. That you have a special commandment to that your animal cannot do work for you. And therefore, that's a dindar aisa. You're not commanded to make sure God does not do work for you. And therefore, the first option is to give it to God. Because that's only dindar abana that God does work for you. The second option is to put it on the animal. Why? Because there's a dindar aisa guarding the animal really working for you. Chamar v'cheir now it's the next level. That's you have an option of putting it on a chamar, which we just said is a dinder rice that your animal's not going to work for you. And you have a deaf mute or an imbecile or a child. What do you do? In that case, then you put on the animal first. But don't give it to the deaf mute, the imbecile or the child. My time out, the Gemara explains. Because this is a, these are people, and therefore you can't let them do work for you. This is not a, a person. Let's say you have an option to either give it to a chayrish or a shaita. Again, in any case, the Shabbos is beginning rapidly, and you're caught holding something. If you have an option, then why you should give it to the shaita? The shaita v'katan. If you have an option between the imbecile and the child, the shaita as well. You should give it to the shaita. So says the Gemara now. Ibayalu. The Gemara now has a question. What about a Cheresh? You have a deaf mute and you have a child. Which one should you give it to? So now the Gemara explains. It's not a question according to Rav Eliezer. The town you learned to the Bryce, Rav Yitzhakim with the last line. Rav Yitzhakim with Rav Eliezer. Truma has Cheresh. That if a Cheresh, a deaf mute, takes off Truma, it does not work. That food does not go to Chulin. Mimnesha, who's Suffolk? Ah, because it's a Suffolk. So if a Cheresh does something, it's a Suffolk whether it works. So if you look at the second Rashi, the Amin Rashi tells us, and therefore, for sure, it's better to give it to the Katan than to give it to the Cheresh. Why? Because a Katan, a minor, is for sure not a Bar Mitzvah. But bar Mitzvah. Bar Mitzvah, literally. A Katan, for sure, is not one that is obligated to the Mitzvah. But this Cheresh, seemingly, we're not sure. It's a Suffolk if he is obligated in doing the it says as we see if he takes up Truma, it's a Suffolk. So if you have an option, according to Rav Yankif, according to Rav, according to, I'm sorry, according to Rav Yazer, according to Rav Yitzhak, Rav Yazer, there's no question that you for sure give it to the, to the child. However, says the Gemara, leave it there Abanan, two lines down, leave the Abanan. The child is according to the Abanan. It's not, we learned in the Mishnah. Two lines down. Five people should not take off Chuma. And if they do, the Chuma is not a good Chuma. Those are three. Someone takes off Chuma, it's not their own. A guy that takes off Chuma, even with permission of the Jew. Chuma does not work. So now, my, according to this opinion of the Rabbanon, what is the din? So now I have an option. Again, Shabbos is beginning and I'm carrying something. Should I give it to the Cheresh Yavle? To cut an Asil Chaldas? 
Because a child, at least, is something called das, something called knowledge. So it's better to give it to the cheirish, the deaf mute. Or maybe not. It's better to give it to the child. The cheirish because the cheirish one might come to make a mistake and confuse it and think you're allowed to give it to a gadol. I'm sorry, I read that wrong. Let's read it one more time. I tell why the because you might come to confuse it with a with a healthy gadol. What's the answer to this question? It's about like us. Some answer the That's the Gemara concludes. Says the Gemara. Ain't sham. We're about eight lines down. Ain't Again, the same case. Someone is walking. It's about to come Shabbos, and he realizes, oh no. I'm carrying my wallet, and I don't have a guy to give it to, I don't have a donkey to give it to, I don't have a chayrish to deaf mute to give it to, I don't have a shaita to give it to, and I don't have a kata to give it to. He's walking on his own, so what should he do? My, Amr Av Yitzhak, Oid, Acheres, Haisa. There was another thing to be done. But Chazal did not want to tell us about it. Says Zimara, my Oid, Acheres, Haisa. What is this other option? Says Gemari, no other option is you should carry it for Amos. Uh, I'm sorry, a little bit at a time. Always not. We know back from the very beginning of the Mesechta, and it's really is uh, sort of like the book end as we close off the Mesechta that the Isser del Rice of carrying it is when you carry Dalit Amos for Amos. So, but says the Gemara, what if you carry less than four Amos and then you stop? You were not even the Deraisa. And then let's say you carry again less than four Amos and you stop. Again, you weren't even the Deraisa. So that was really the secret that Chazal wanted to tell this person that's what he should have done. Says the Gemara, Fine, it sounds great. So why didn't they tell it to us? Says the Gemara, Because the honor of Hashem the honor of Hashem should conceal the matter, and the honor of the kings, Chakar Dover, should instigate, investigate the matter. Says the Gemara, So what's this meaning like, what's the concern that we're worried about? Chazal did not want to let us do it. Why not? Because we're afraid if we let you carry dollar dollars, always less than four hours, you know what you might end up doing? By mistake, you're going to end up carrying dollar hours to just rob him. Therefore, they didn't tell you to do that. But that seemingly would be the next option. Tanya says the Gemara, about smack in the middle of these long, narrow lines. Uh, first word of the line is just rob him. Tanya, Rebbe Lezer, Aymer. got you, saw. Rav Lezer learned on that day they heaped up the saw, meaning it was a good thing that they did this, this takan that they made not to tell them this uh, allowance was good. Rav Shomer, they leveled out the saw. Tani on the word now explains, Mashal, the Rav Lezer, what's Rav Lezer's Mashal, Madhav Daimeh, Lukubi of a box, Malayakishum, Deluyim, full of gourds and cucumbers, Adam Naisadechardo. What happens if you put a little mustard seed in there? It's great, it fits right in. Bimach Zekes, and it holds it, it makes it firm. So that's how he learned that this gazette. It was a good gzira. It withheld the taira. You have a basin full of honey. Say honey, they say it's good for the throat. You have a basin full of honey. I keep some there right now. Nice to take a reminder. You put inside it pomegranates, and nuts, and what does it do? It pops out the honey, meaning it was the gzira was too harsh. They were not able to hold it. That's what he means. It was leveled out. 
Says the Gemara, Amar Mar, Ini Mai Nachri Menichal Chamar. If you don't have a guy, what do you do? You put on the donkey. Va'aloi Mechamer. Says the Gemara, How are you allowed to do that? But then you're leading the donkey. That's also an Eser. Rachmana Amar Loi Sazik Om Malacha. You're not allowed to make your animal do Malacha. Amar Ravada Barava Menichlov Keshim El Haches. You put on the donkey as the donkey is walking. Says the Gemara, what are you talking about? But the donkey eventually is going to stop. It has to urinate. It has to defecate. So what's going on? When the donkey stops, then it's going to be like, ah, no, it stopped. Then it's going to be a new Akira starting again. Says the Gemara, When it's walking, you put the item on the donkey. When the donkey stops, you have to quickly take it off the donkey because you don't want it to be, you don't want it to stop moving. And then you have to put it back on. So what's the advantage of the donkey? But if your friend would be walking, you should also put it on top of your friend. Anytime that there's a potential, it's a human being to carry something. Then if you carry it together with your friend, it's an iser derabonah. Any time that your friend would do it, it's a Dirabana. Two people carry something together and Shabbos is Dirabana. To put on your Chamar is one step even lower and therefore it becomes the Mutter Lechatzchila. Obviously, Mutter Lechatzchila in this situation, meaning when you have nothing, you have no other choice. And that's the reason why you put on the donkey as the donkey is moving. And now we'll finish with this. Says the Gemara in the first white line. But now, so far, we haven't really answered the question. What do you do? You don't have anything to do. So the Gemara just taught us a little bit what to do. Now the Gemara finishes off and tells us, let's say your chavili, your package, is on your shoulder. What do you do? And he goes, oh no, it's, it's Shabbos. I'm not going to carry this. You should run. You should run till you reach your house. Well, you have to run? Why are you running? I Meaning we know, and we've spoken about this many times, you shouldn't stop. Because the moment you stop, it's called Anach. Fine. So if you're walking and you made a mistake, you just keep on walking till you get to your house. Says the Gemara, why do you have to run? My time of Kiva and says Gemara, the less lay a Kira. Avalrat, Avalkal, Kalai, my time of Kiva, the less lay a Kira, three lines into wide lines. Because if you walk carefully, you don't have a hacker, you don't have something reminding you. Us, the Mevet Akira, Vanachim, you just walk leisurely, you can end up stopping. So if so, if Kimatla Besa, you have to, I'm sorry, you can end up stopping. And therefore, it's a special Xayr Drabanan. Everyone should remember, if you ever, God forbid, are realizing you're in Rosh Hashanah, oh no, Chavs, I'm carrying, you gotta get inside, you gotta get rid of that item, you should run as a hacker's reminder that you're not allowed to do what you're doing, you shouldn't stop. Says Mara, one second. When you get to your house, you're going to pause for a moment. And then you're going to end up carrying. Says Mara, what do you do? You throw it in with a sheen. If someone is ever walking, really something in your pocket. So you quicken up the pace. You get to the nearest uh, place you can get rid of it. And then you throw it in in a backhanded manner. And we'll pick it up from here tomorrow. And again, everyone should receive CM details and anyone who would like to send me an email, I'll happily share with you the Zoom details so you can log on a little bit early. We'd love to see everyone. And let's finish up the last blot of Shabbos.